Hey, what's up? Hello. Welcome to Sounds Fake But Okay, a podcast where an arrow ace girl, I'm Sarah, that's me. And a demi-straight girl, that's me, Kayla. Talk about all things to do with love, relationships, sexuality, and pretty much anything else we just don't understand. On today's episode, sex repulsion. Sounds Sounds fake, fake, but but okay. okay. Welcome back to the pod. No, 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 uh, while you were listening to the theme song, I was sitting there waiting for Kayla. You, okay, to you're find... saying it like you've been waiting for minutes. It's literally been seconds. Like I didn't even, I barely even had time to send a text. It's it's been. It was about twenty twenty five seconds, which is I about the length dis- of our theme song. I disagree that it was that. Oh no! I'm literally looking what at. If they're at Kayla. work. Kayla, I am looking at the recording right now it is about 25 seconds <laughs> i can't okay here's the problem is i was talking to our good friend friend of the show dm of into the gridge the very good podcast you should listen to perry and they gave me a good idea for a uh and they were like write it down and i was like okay and then obviously i didn't mm-hmm. um because you're a moron as i'm um Okay, bad news. Perry texted me back and they don't remember and they told me to check the Skype logs and I'm not going to do that. So I'm just going to say one that I think someone said in the Discord or maybe online, which is... I mean, I already said a good one. I didn't hear it. What was it? I called you a moron. Oh, I don't like that. Um, Mine is M... M59 for M59, the high one. Oh, that... Yeah. Uh, for those Michiganders, you'll know what we're talking about. For those of you who are not familiar with the freeways of Michigan, you will be confused. And that's fine. Yeah. Okay, cool. Um, Kayla, what are we talking about this week? No, first we have announcements. Kayla, what are we announcing this week? <laughs> uh, well, I thought we would, even though it was two weeks ago now, we would just say thank you to everyone that watched the panels of AceCon. Indeed. Because last week was a pre-recorded episode, so we didn't get to talk about it. Um, mm-hmm. But we... And for the Arrow panel, um, not sure when it's going up or where it's going up, but it's going to go somewhere. Um, we took some of the questions that uh, were submitted that we didn't have time to answer, and we wrote out some answers to them. Um, so whenever those get published, wherever those get published, uh, we, we will link those bad boys uh, and we'll put it on our Twitter. True. So yeah, thank you everyone to, thank you to everyone who watched. I think we both had a very good time. It was similar to when we did our own live stream, just like a very happy environment where you remember like, oh, this is what it feels like to be around people who like really get it. So yeah, it was my just... panel only had two trolls. <laughs> My, I don't think I had any trolls. I don't know what happened to you. We had two, but it was okay. They were dealt with. That happens. Um, but yeah. if you were at the panel, you might have taken part in the gather, which was like the virtual like meeting space. We have one of those now for our own like Discord servers. So join the Discord if you're interested in that. Um, mm-hmm. Also, we have a newsletter now because I like to do more work. Um. Mm-hmm. And also people requested it, and I was like, it really isn't honestly that much work anyway. So we're going to have a monthly newsletter, and it's going to have, like, episode roundup, like, little 
little just synopsis of what episodes came out that month, um, information about guests we had on that month, uh, results. New patrons? Yeah, a, like a thank you to all of our new patrons that joined that month. Poll results from episodes that month, because I know those of you without Twitter might never get to see the results of the polls. Uh, maybe a cow of the month. Oh my god, um, Can we, we gotta do a cow of the month. We are. It's not a maybe, it's already in there. Okay, um, okay. Updates on, like, events and things we're doing. It's gonna be, I already have October's, like, drafted, like, the stuff that's oh already god. happened. It's very long. You gonna show uh, it to me? <laughs> well, yeah, I wasn't planning on sending it until October. Uh, I know, but I just didn't even know that you had already drafted an entire thing. Well, yeah, and I've put in, I'll, sh- I'll send it to you after. Um, but yeah, it's going to go out at the beginning, probably like the first of every month, I think. And it will be just a roundup of the previous month. So there's a link to subscribe in the description of this episode. So go do that. Yeah, boy. Yay. Am I allowed to ask you what we're talking about this week now? I guess. Kayla, what are we talking about this week? This week we're talking about sex repulsion and how that is a thing that some asexual people experience and also how that might not be the best word to describe that kind of feeling or experience yeah so this came up or the reason i guess i started thinking about this is because on our twitter some time ago (laughs) kayla retweeted a tweet that was a thread where somewhere in that thread the person was talking about uh, the word, like like the phrase sex repulsed and like how it may not be the best term. Um, was I ever able to find that thread? No. no. Even after I tweeted about it from the pod account, still no. Um, it's lost to the void. But, because I don't remember who tweeted it or when, like, I don't remember anything about it. I re- <laughs> Other I, than that, this is what they talked about. <laughs> I tweet and retweet too many things, I think, because I can never find anything ever again. Yeah. Um, but I gathered some of my own thoughts, and I've seen a little bit of discourse about this. Uh, not a ton, but definitely some discussion. So, I'm just gonna... Well, I, first... I have... I have a thesis. Well, okay. But first, we want to kind of describe what we mean by, like, sex repulsed or sex averse or sex favorable asexuality just for some, like, basic definitions. Kayla, when I um, wrote down my wall of text to prepare for this episode, um, do you think I I didn't anticipate that? Okay. Why don't you just do this episode by yourself then? (laughs) I'll just sit this one out then, maybe. No, maybe I'll just... No, maybe I just... This is a one-person podcast now. Okay, here's what this is. This is the case for phasing the term sex-averse in and phasing sex-repulsed out, or perhaps more specifically, just pushing it a little bit further down the spectrum by me, Sarah, not by Kayla. No, I'm actually not in this episode. I'm just going to be listening, just like you all. I just get to hear the episode first. Okay, cool. So, according to the ever-famous lgbta.wikia.org, <laughs> uh, I, I was just looking for definitions of, of, of sex repulse to, to see what, kind of what the standard was. And so what I found on this, like, wiki page about, like, sexuality is it says, 
Sex repulsed, also known as sex negative or sex averse, is a term that is used to common used commonly by asexual individuals to indicate that they find sex disgusting or revolting. Um and then it goes on to explain that, you know, it can take on many different forms. For some people, they are repulsed at the idea of engaging in sex themselves, but are fine with sexual activity that does not involve them. Other people may be repulsed by the idea of sex in general. Um, and I think the fact that they had to spend an entire paragraph explaining all the intricacies of it are very um, telling of the fact that maybe sex repulsed is too broad a term or too trying to be too overarching a term um because the the this it talks about sex repulsed and sex negative and sex averse as all being synonymous but Mm. i don't think they are because like okay kayla when you when someone says sex positive how do you think about the description of sex positive well yeah i kind of have and i think this is very similar to what we'll just be talking about in general but the way people use sex positive in terms of asexuality I don't think is correct either. Like, Mm -hmm. when I hear the word sex positive, it's very like, oh, I'm good with people doing whatever they want with their bodies. Like, I'm good with women having lots of sex if they want. Mm -hmm. But in terms of asexuality, I think people often mean to use it as I am, like, okay with having sex as an asexual person when I think sex favorable makes more it it takes away any confusion because when you say sex positive it makes it seem like every other asexual like hates that anyone is having sex when that's Mm -hmm. not so yeah yeah i think those terms are confused a lot and then there's also like in the middle you have like sex ambivalent um which i think that's a good one whatever you want yeah i think that one's good that one's actually really interesting because i just uh i went a little bit further down on this wiki page and i clicked on sex favorable and for sex favorable it specifically says it is not to be confused with sex positivity, which is which is a political position. Yeah. But I don't think that line exists clearly in the community. No, I think um, – and I don't think it's anyone's fault. Like, no. I don't want anyone who uses those words to be like, oh, I'm, like, doing something wrong or I'm, like, hurting ace visibility or education. Like, it's a very, like, linguistic type of, like, unconscious thing the reason yeah. we choose to use certain words but yeah yeah and so that's kind of why i wanted to talk about this because like i kind of want to make the case for sex repulsed sex negative and sex averse being defined as different things because i think they are all different things yeah. um like i don't i don't like to use the term sex repulsed for myself and i never have even though i do fit the official definition of what it means to be sex repulsed like I don't want to have sex with people, which like is is a part of the 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 just like the straight up definition of sex repulsed. Um, but like the reason I've never claimed that term, even though I'll willingly claim my connection to its meaning, is not is because I'm not sex repulsed when it comes to other people. Like mm-hmm. I don't care if you have the kinkiest sex on the planet as long as it's safe and consensual. I don't mind talking about sex. I don't mind reading about it or seeing it on TV. Like the farthest it's going to go with me is like I might get kind of uncomfortable or like a little squeamish, but like as as much as I don't understand it sometimes, I'm not repulsed by sex itself. Yeah, and there I, are like there are people where that term fits much better. Where even just like 
seeing anything involving sex, talking about it, makes them, like, physically ill or, like, exactly. very uncomfortable or, like, anxious. Like, that yeah. is a much more kind of visceral reaction that is mm-hmm. much more, I guess, like, serious. And I also think, yeah. like, something that people would need to be more aware of. Like, if you said to me, like, I'm sex repulsed, I, like, do not want to talk about this, then I would react differently and talk about and be careful about talking about things than if you said I'm sex averse, then I would know that I don't need to, like, be as careful with my words. Right. And even a couple episodes we mentioned, we were like, oh, this may not be the best episode if you're sex repulsed. But, like, even as we were saying that, I was sitting there being like, well... Depends what kind of sex repulsed you are. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, because there's not one like standard meeting. And like for me, I am repulsed by sex that involves my own body. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so I think the term averse better encapsulates that. It does a clearer job of indicating that it's my body having sex that I don't like, not yours. Not just like the um, idea of it. Right. And like, I think sex repulse just generally is is a misleading term because it doesn't have like kind of one standard definition. And although I mean that is difficult within ASPEC communities, like that it's, you know, we're not all on the same page. But I think it's especially bad um when it comes to allos who are coming to learn about ASMIS mm-hmm. because it makes it seem that a person is against all things sex, throw holy water on it, that sort of thing. Um and some people obviously really are are genuinely like repulsed by the idea of it and that's totally cool but i think if you're talking about sex repulsion in this uh, big umbrella way it makes it seem like that's like the the universal ace experience yeah and that that misunderstanding fulfills a stereotype that is ultimately harmful to ace communities well i remember when we were like first starting this podcast i feel like i saw some like comments about like oh i couldn't really listen to this episode because i'm sex repulsed or averse and going in because we were i at least was so new to the community that's that i assumed that was standard i was like oh most people must be, like, Mm -hmm. not comfortable with sex. And so people probably aren't going to listen to this podcast much because we talk about it pretty openly. And it wasn't until, like, a long while later that I realized, like, there is a large portion of asexual people who have sex, have kinks, like, are part of that culture, like, are Mm -hmm. totally good talking about it. And even I did not realize that that was such a large portion of the community. Right. And to someone who was a newbie to the community or, you know, at, at, at the beginning didn't even think you were a part of it. Like yeah. you thought you were you were coming at it as an aloe. Like that wasn't clarified to you. Like it wasn't clarified like, okay, asexual is not equivalent to celibate. Some aces mm-hmm. have sex. Some aces masturbate. Some aces talk about sex freely and openly. And I think the, the, the conversation around these things is a little easier to shut down when you're faced with the term like sex repulsed rather than sex averse and again i don't want to like there def- absolutely are people that like are genuinely sex repulsed don't want to think about it don't want to talk about it and like you do you man or don't do anything or don't think about doing anything <laughs> yeah but we're, but i think we're talking about general stereotypes yeah we're we're absolutely not saying don't use this word because there yeah. are obviously people who experience that I think we're just trying to say, like, we shouldn't use it in such a broad manner. 
when we're talking right. about like people or the community in general. If you use it for yourself because it's true, like obviously go for it. But for yeah. people like us, like this is something we need to be more careful about. And other people who speak publicly about asexuality, it's just something to think about. Like the syntax or the, you know, words that you're using. Right. And like I, I wrote that down in my wall of text. I was like, that's that's not to say that there isn't a place for the term sex repulsed in the community. Yeah. It's just that maybe we want to push it down the spectrum a little bit and, and use it to refer to people who are highly uncomfortable with sex in all contexts. See, like they don't want to hear about it. They don't want to talk about it. They don't want to read about it. They don't want to see about it. And then in parentheses, I wrote, I meant to write see it on TV, but honestly, see about it is better. And that's see, how I read it. Just going to see about it. I don't want to see about it. Um, well, actually, because I'm sex averse, I don't mind seeing about it. <laughs> but but you don't like want to see about it. You wouldn't I'm choose not, to see y- about it. Yeah. It's whatever. It's <laughs> Everything's a spectrum. Who cares? But also, like, you know, like, if, if you feel that way about sex, that's totally fine and I support you. But that's not how I feel about sex necessarily. Mm-hmm. And those two relationships to sex are very different. But they're just so often conflated. And, like, obviously labels can mean whatever we want them to mean. And, like, that can differ from person to person. And I don't have to claim the label of sex repulse if I don't want to, even if on paper it applies to me. But at the very least, labels shouldn't be misleading because that just hurts us and our cause in the long run yeah i think like asexuality and every sexuality is such a nuanced experience and Mm -hmm. like it's the same thing with micro labels right is some people will say like oh why are you why do you need such like a small label or a micro label like that's fake that doesn't help but like these kind of nuances can really help to explain and to understand other people's experiences Like, even having asexual people understand other asexual people. Like, there are so many parts of the asexual community or experience that I don't even understand. Like, recently I've been seeing a lot of people talk about, like, kink culture and, like, Mm -hmm. being into kinks as asexual. And I don't know anything about that. And it's very interesting. But, like... I'm confused by it, but you know what? Live your fucking life, man. Yeah, I just like there's so there's so many of these things that it just helps you understand what someone else is feeling about certain things if there's we can so break much it to up. Learn. There's so much to learn, dude. There's so much to learn. And if we had a better general consensus on what everything means and if we used the words in different more specific manners, I think they could help solve the problem. Um and, like, some people might look at this and be like, oh, look at those aspect folks with all their, like, hyper-specific and unnecessary words. Here they go again. And, like, to that I just say, like, who the fuck cares? Like, if, if, it, if it helps people understand and explain their identities and boundaries to themselves and others, like, let it fucking help people. Well, yeah, I think like, this is what I always say about the split model of attraction and things like that is like, yes, it's super specific, but do you know how helpful this would be to people of all sexualities if they would just mm-hmm. like talk about it more? Like there's yeah. so many aloe people I know who like are like different levels of interested in sex and like have sex at like, you know, mm-hmm. I feel like you kind of, when you think about an aloe person in a relationship, you're like, oh, they must have sex, like, all the time, unless they're 80, and then you stop having sex. But, like, that isn't even yeah. true. I know a lot of aloe people that are like, 
I have sex like once a month, and that's fine. I like to pre- I like to pretend LO people don't uh, the people in relationships don't ever have sex. Yeah, I mean that's fair. I like to pretend that. That's fair. I also like to pretend that. So, <laughs> um, <laughs> you know what I wrote in regards to people who uh uh who are angry at the specific words? Mm-hmm. I wrote. <clears throat> Get that stick out of your ass, and while you're doing so, let me remind you that I do not mind people discussing the things they stick in their asses because I'm sex-averse and not sex-repulse. Oh, wow. Weren't those terms so helpful? Unquote. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so. Listen, just, you guys. Words are just very helpful. They sure are. And then I think, so then looking at the term sex negative. Um, Does anyone use that? Uh, not really. Yeah, I've never. But I don't does, see that as often. It does exist, like. and when I think of sex negative, I think of like the opposite of like sex positive in terms of like sex positive feminism. Like I think of like very strict yeah. white Christian ladies, a who Karen, are, like a Karen, yeah, if you will. A, a Karen who's like sex is the devil's work and to participate. Well, then in how did sex you get those eight kids, the- Karen? I'm not done reading my all caps. Can you let me finish my all caps from well, Karen? I wasn't talking to you. I was talking to Karen. But okay. I, I'm, re- I'm Karen. You're reading right for now. Karen? You're reading for the part of I'm reading of for Karen. Karen. Okay. I'm reading for the part of Karen. And Karen says, <laughs> Sex is the devil's work and to participate in sex that is not for the express purpose of procreation is the equivalent of sucking from the devil's teat. Ew. That's what Karen says. I hate you. Ew. <laughs> Ew. <laughs> I've never hated you more. And like, I don't believe that have sex for whatever purpose you want in fact i would rather people calm down on the procreative sex like there are a lot of gross squishy babies out there and i really i don't think it's necessary or good to continue that growth at an exponential rate we will eventually run out of resources and guess who will pay the price black and brown communities poor communities the very people whose fault it isn't that we're stripping the earth of its resources so quickly as to make it uninhabitable for humanity anyway is it you that I've talked to about the fact that one day we're just going to, like, run out of room for dead bodies? Who have I, I don't talked- think so, but... Oh, I have this thing about, like, if we buried every person, like, under the mm-hmm. ground rather than, like, cremating them or putting them in, like, the little houses or yeah. whatever that sometimes... I don't know. <laughs> they get Did put you just in- say the little houses? Mausoleum? What are they called? A mausoleum. <laughs> That's not it, is yeah. it? No, it's a mausoleum. Oh, okay. I thought that was too fancy a, of a word. A, a mausoleum is something to do with dying. I don't know. Like there's a, a little house? There's a line in a, you know, like in a, in a houses they have. There's a line in a Fall Out Boy song about a mausoleum. I don't okay, know. Okay, anyway, so I have this thing about, like, if we just buried every single person in the earth under the ground, like, in a cemetery, we- They wouldn't decompose fast enough. How, that's my thing, how quickly would we run out of square footage? Like, how, we would have to use every inch of land, and, like, how quickly would that go? Right. I've had this conversation with people several times, and no one is as interested in this question as I am, and it's really frustrating, because I think it's very interesting to think about, is where are all these bodies gonna go? For most of my life, I was like, I want to be buried as a person. I don't want you to burn me. No, I want to be burnt up. But now I'm kind of at the point where it's like, Mm -mm. well, like, that's, I'm just a a waste of space. Like, caskets are so fucking expensive. I do not. They're really expensive. I think I would be creeped out by my own body being put in the ground. And it's like, well, then the maggots are just going to eat me. (gasps) 
No, I want to be burnt. <laughs> I want to be burnt all the way up. You can so keep like, me in a little jug. And it's like, it's not jug. like you're going to feel it. Yeah, like you can give me a nice little headstone. Okay. Uh, but I don't need to turn into a zombie. No, you know? I, I don't think I want to be buried in the ground. But also, like, can anyone that's a scientist tell me how quickly we would fill up the earth? Because I am... I'm not kidding. This is something I really am interested in, and no one ever wants to engage with me in this conversation. And it's incredibly a, um, frustrating. There is a uh, a uh, uh, cemetery in my hometown uh, that is it's a, quite an old cemetery, and there are like rules, like you had to have lived in the town to be yeah. buried there. Or, like there are certain rules. You know about what it. we need, and it's like it's like basically full. Like it's like you can't. Can't really add any more people into this cemetery. There's a wait list. <laughs> first come, first serve. <laughs> Here's what we need is like an Empire State building of bodies. Dax, like it, just a Dax. very tall mausoleum. That's just like an upright mass grave. Ye- uh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah, but like more respectful than a mass grave. Right. Yeah. Right. Anyway, um, <laughs> I just really, anyone out there, please answer me on this one. TLDR, I don't think sex negativity is good. How did we get here? <laughs> well, I was talking about sex negativity and then I went on a Karen uh, rant. there's too many bodies, yes. About yes. too many people. Okay, I understand. Too many people. <laughs> um, anyway... I because like but like that's the thing like when I looked at this this website that was like sex negative sex averse and sex repulsed are all the same thing I was like that's just not true like I just don't I don't believe that um and so I think there needs to be a clarification in the way that it seems to be clearer for uh like sex favorable versus sex positive like there seems to be a slightly clearer distinction there but not totally yeah I think I personally would like to posit that we just, like, stop using sex positive in terms of, like, how we feel about having or looking at sex. Like, yeah. if sex, like, us talking about sex averse versus sex repulse, like, those are two, definitely two things, and we should keep mm-hmm. both words and maybe even add some more. I don't care. But I <laughs> or maybe do, some words that like that fall under the category of sex averse. That, yeah, like you know. or in between averse and repulsed. If we want to add some uh, in there, uh, so we have avulsed, like, sex convulsed, sex convulsed. That has to be a thing, right? Um, oh, no. But yeah, I think the the sex positive one I think is very confusing, particularly for people outside of the community. Because yeah. when you say that you're a sex-positive asexual, it makes it seem like everyone else who's asexual who isn't sex-positive or favorable, like, doesn't want anyone to have sex. And that's when the aphobes, like, it's not right. our fault the aphobes are stupid, but we can do yeah. our part to, like, have clearer language, you know? Yeah, and I, like, as as a, as a human person, I am, I am a sex-positive person in the sense of not, like, white feminist, like, everyone should have as much sex as possible, but I'm a sex-positive person, and, like, you should have as much sex that as, is safe and consensual as you want. As you including want. no sex. Including no sex. And so I can be sex-positive, but also sex-averse at the same time, because they're not in the same category of things. Right. 
There's one spectrum for how you feel about talking or participating in sex. And there's Mm -hmm. another spectrum of like, if you're okay with people having autonomy over their own body. All of the autonomy. So much I think we all know the correct side of that spectrum. Literally? (laughs) I think we all get that one. So much autonomy. I would like you to have all of the autonomy. I would like you to have extra autonomy. But- I also have autonomy, and my autonomy says I won't like to, I don't, I wouldn't like to sex you, me. No me sexing. Yeah. But I also think, like, sex indifferent is very different from sex averse, too. Oh, yeah. I don't think we distinguish those enough, either. Yeah, I think, I, you've retweeted a different uh, thread about this recently. I Um, did. (laughs) That's true, thank you. (laughs) You did. Um, About how, like, you know someone who is sex indifferent like you if you are not arrow and maybe you are dating someone like you might be like totally fine with having sex with that person like you're not sexually attracted to them you're not the kind of person who's like yes i'm ace but i would like to have a lot of sex but like you're willing to it's fine it feels fine like if there is a reason that you deem good enough like you're not mad about it but it's also not like you seek out those opportunities but also i don't know because i don't i don't feel that way so maybe i'm not defining them right anyway but well the the way it was described in that in that um thread i thought was good because they were kind of i can find this thread i can that thread we'll be able to find Uh, that one i want (laughs) to shout the person out rach underscore lois r-a-c-h underscore l-o-i-s okay if you want well and what this person this person basically was was comparing was was making an equivalency with with aloe people Mm -hmm. they were like okay if you're aloe and you see a person that you're not sexually attracted to and you're given the opportunity to have sex with them if you say i'm not attracted to that person like i'm not sexually attracted to that person i don't want to have sex with them no matter how good of friends we are like how much i like them as a person then then you're you're sex averse in that way or See, if you this is like what i really don't get about aloe people is like i yeah. know that y'all and none of you are listening i know that you I all would say three of our listeners are aloe yeah i know that you all did hooking up in college and whatever <laughs> when you were drunk when you just like needed a dick and i know <laughs> you weren't attracted to all of those people i know that and so for yeah. you to be confused about people with no sexual attraction at all to having sex, like, we know you've done it. And, like, some we know people, it. some people, if they don't feel sexual attraction, don't like to have sex with someone. And that's totally chill. Some people, if they don't have sexual attraction, but maybe they're friends with someone, they're like, huh, I'd like to get or off. Or they're just, they, like, horny. You can still be horny. Yeah, like, they might have sex with that person, and they might be, like, sex indifferent, but still be aloe. And then there might be people who are, like, sex favorable, where it's like, here's this person that I'm not sexually attracted to, but, like, sure, I'll have sex with them. Like, it's gonna be a good time. And so you can be aloe and still have that, like, the same spectrum exists for all sexualities, because there's not a sexuality where you're sexually attracted to every person on the planet, as far as I'm aware. Yeah, I mean, you could be attracted to every gender, but literally every person. I mean, that but seems that doesn't like, mean every person. That seems like a burden. 
to be attractive to literally everyone you come across. That seems like a lot. And, like, I think that's that's also one of the things that makes me feel most frustrated about aloes who who kind of refuse to understand asexuality is it's like it's the same as you like if you're a straight person and you're a straight woman you're not sexually attracted to other women but you could. that's just how i feel about everyone and but also <laughs> you could have sex with that but woman you could still have sex for a multitude of reasons That really just brought the uh, lovely, lovely Bill Clinton quote to my head of, I did not have sex with that woman. not have sex with that woman. (laughs) But you, like, could, I I know some people who are men, and one of them is gay and one is not, and apparently they got really high freshman year and did some stuff, and the one (laughs) of them did not want to admit it, and it really ruined the, the vibe of the friendship for the next, probably still, I don't know, I don't talk to any of these people anymore, but they oh, obviously no. had a reason for doing that, even though one of them wasn't attracted to the other one. There are no fucking rules. Mm-mm. Well, there are, about consent and things like that. But right. In terms of who you're attracted to, and whether or not you will have sex with someone because of that, or in spite of that, or just not caring about that, no rules about that. No, as long as they are not a minor, do consent, mm-hmm. and probably aren't related to you, or like your friend's partner, because then that's cheating and that's rude. There's like you Unless can, it's an open relationship. Unless it's an open relationship, then that's fine. But other than those things, there's like, you can have sex with anyone and it's fine. <laughs> There are a few rules. There are a few rules just about, like, being a good person and not, like, breaking a law. But other than those, it's, like, whatever. (laughs) If you're aware that you have HIV, you should make sure that the person you want to sex is also aware of that. Well, yeah, any, 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 (laughs) uh... STD or any of those, yes. whatever they're called. Use protection. <laughs> yeah. Here's what's I important. Like, <laughs> I feel like a, a mother talking, like awkwardly having the talk with no, my, but listen, my many pod children. <laughs> I also have some friends who just simply for no reason don't use any protection or birth control. And I hope she hears mm. this because I am publicly calling her out because you guys... Mm. We can't be doing that for many reasons, such as pregnancy and diseases. <laughs> we can't be doing that. I I loosely know a person who, for, like, religious reasons, is against using any sort of birth control. Oh, yeah, there's a lot and of, this, like, that's a Catholic thing. You're not supposed to use birth control. Yeah, but, it, like, this, kills the baby or whatever. But, like, this person is... Uh, in college and Mm. this person uh has sex with this person's significant other wasn't that Um, against the bible yes well (laughs) you can't be so choosy ma'am yes anyway you should use protection and you know what else don't have sex if we're if there's scientists we need to figure out male protection like male birth control because well they tried and then there were a couple side effects and they were like men can't do it and it's like you know there are side effects to women's birth. do you know how many i got on birth control this is not what this episode is about anymore (laughs) i got on birth control my sophomore year and do you know where the side effects landed me 
It was bad. It was the ER I went to, and a man can't deal with being moody? Excuse me? I went to the hospital. Sarah had to walk me to class so I didn't faint on my way to class. (sighs) (laughs) Your dad had to come to town. My, if anyone knows me during sophomore year and wonders why I was so ill all of sophomore year, (laughs) or the beginning of it, now you know. It's it's fucking birth control. Anyway, (laughs) anyway, anyway, (laughs) what's this episode about again? Uh, It's about sex averse. I've run out of my block of text, so. Good. You know. I, what do I have to say? All right, what are, let's put it, let's put our new spectrum. It's not new. We didn't come up with any of this. Let's put our spectrum in order. Our preferred spectrum. Our preferred pronoun spectrum. We have... At the one end, favorable. Favorable. Not positive. That's a different not spectrum. Positive is a whole other spectrum. Positive you can negative, be both. No, n- nowhere on here. No, There's it's not, not here. It's a different thing. So we have favorable, which means you're like DTF. Yeah, DTF. When, probably not whenever, but you know, you're down. Yeah. We have indifferent you're when you're like, could be down, could be not down. Yeah, Depends. and indifferent or ambivalent, I think those are both equally as good yeah. words as each other. Then we have a verse where you're like, mm-hmm. I don't want to be having this, but I can talk about it mm-hmm. or see it. Like, I don't I don't necessarily want to participate in it myself, but, like, I am not so disturbed or alarmed by it that I am not okay with uh, just seeing it on TV or being a present when people discuss it, et cetera, et cetera. Yes. And then we have... Uh, what was it? <laughs> <laughs> Sex repulsed. <laughs> I was trying to just like pause and then just, I was going to cut all of that out, but then I couldn't stop laughing. So we're going to leave that in. No. Don't. Yeah. <laughs> then we have repulsed where you don't want to do it. You don't want to talk about it. And it is probably a more intense reaction. More visceral. More visceral. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, these are the words that we like. We could mm-hmm. be wrong, though. So if you have better words, even, or more words. Many words. You should let us know, probably. But yeah, I think th- those are my preferred words, and that's kind of how I'll use them moving forward. Yes, we will do our best um, to use more clear words. But, yeah, I just think, yep, that's better. And then, of course, uh, sex positive, sex negative uh, is a whole other spectrum, and that is about bodily autonomy, not about um, anything else. And that spectrum is different because there is a correct answer there. With Yeah, it is, your, it is a politically motivated. Yeah, with your spectrum. sex favorable to repulsed, you can be whatever you want. And that's fine, and I don't care what you are. I mean, I yes, do you care, because I will keep it in mind, but... Yes. <laughs> you can be sex-repulsed, and you can be sex-positive. There's no correct Those answer. Those two things are not mutually exclusive. Yes. But... Yeah. It, the, being sex-positive is the correct answer, and being sex-negative is stupid, so... Uh, bodily autonomy. Anyway. Okay. Do we have anything else to add, or does that kind of cover it? That might be it. Okay. Um, 
what's our poll for this week? I guess I I, I maybe do we have, have like one. an open ended. Oh, oh, I had one. I was gonna Please? ask if you see yourself as sex repulsed. Sex. Mm. Oh, no, I can't remember the. You already you forgot s- them all. Do you can do you see yourself as sex repulsed, sex averse, sex indifferent, or sex favorable? That's you a good can one. See some percentages. Yeah. I also think we should maybe have a secondary poll that's just open-ended where it's like, uh, I guess just, I want to know our listeners' opinions on that um, understanding of it. And I guess like if, if you think that it's there's anything it's missing or uh, there's any other words that you feel should be there or should be like subcategories or whatever, uh, tell us. Mm-hmm. We'd, li- we'd like to know what people think. Yeah. Uh, cool. Okay. Um, Kayla, what is your beef and your juice this week? And you're going to go first because you prepared it. I am going to go first, but I am also... I don't know. I did just finish writing. No, I have to write a draft. No, I don't, actually. Okay. I am going to go first because I wrote things down. Um, yes. Because it's, like, been a while since we recorded because we technically had the week off last week. So. Yeah. Uh, I guess I'll do my beeves first. My first beef I wrote down is just life. Um, mm. I think we can all feel me on that. My second mm. beef is the University of Michigan because is it great to be a Michigan Wolverine? No, not currently. I'm I would, so glad that I would, we don't still attend. That I would school. like to be proud of where I went to school, but at the moment, it is embarrassing. They're doing some, they are not treating their students well. There's like no coronavirus protection. The grad students were on strike and they tried to sue them. It's just so. Guys, we're going to give you a small rundown. Okay. Okay. First of all, University of Michigan is where we went to school for college. Yes. But we no longer go there. We have graduated. University of Michigan uh, was like, we're still going to go back to school in person like partially in person partially online but like we're gonna go back in person like lots um, of students on campus in dorms yes it's a it's a large school <laughs> um and they basically don't have like enough like testing or like ppe or like yeah, i looked i looked at a i saw a chart today that was like how many uh covid tests each school has done and of the big 10 u of m is like the second lowest yeah there are schools like nyu and i forget what other school they're doing like weekly testing for everybody like everyone gets tested once a week no matter what like i'm pretty i'm pretty sure uh illinois they like university of illinois uh they're doing everyone gets tested once a week and all undergrads get tested twice a week yeah and like for u of m i'm pretty sure it's like only if you have symptoms maybe you get tested And the places they're putting kids for quarantine, I think they recently changed this because it, like... At first, they sent them home to bring COVID to their own communities. And then they sent them to these, like, really janky dorms up on, like, this remote area of campus and then, like, didn't give them bed sheets, did not give them a microwave, one roll of toilet paper, like, literally doomsday shit. And so kids weren't going to get tested when they had symptoms because they were afraid of getting sent there. They did recently yeah. change this and they made a promotional video where they spent literally 30 seconds panning over the microwave so we all knew it was there. Oh my god. Well, um, and then so then yeah. So then the the grad student union um decided to go on strike because 
as um, because grad students they serve as graduate student instructors, instructors a, a lot like of places teaching call assistants. those TAs, yeah. Um, and so because the university is forcing the school to uh, have some at least some classes in person, the GSIs, the grad students, all have to interact with people in person. They have no choice. Um, and so they went on strike because they were like, you're not protecting us. Yeah, because they um, weren't providing them any materials to stay safe and they were still forcing yeah. them to do this. Yes. And so what did the university do? The university decided to sue them. Um, so they're currently suing them. And the lawyer- It is over, law- actually. Oh, it's over? They settled today. Okay. The law firm that they- uh decided to use is the same law firm that was trying to block um any justice coming to fruition from the flint water crisis so yeah they did they did settle today and they're not on strike anymore but like it Mm -hmm. wasn't like a happy settlement yeah um also the students who are like residential assistants in the dorms the ras Mm -hmm. also went on strike even though they aren't technically employees or a union mm-hmm. but they still did which is good and they should um, did, did they, you see how they they met with like the person in charge of, yeah like, and they threatened to fire stuff. them all and they he basically threatened to fire them all yeah so they also yeah. are not being protected like they're being forced to live in dorms come into contact with sick kids no ppe no protection at all like these are other students other kids that are and you know, like it's just- next month the football season's coming back. And it's like, Mark... And the football players are going to get tested constantly because the school cares about making money, but not their students. Well, to be fair, I think the Big Ten is paying for that testing. But yeah, it still makes no sense. Um, <clears throat> so anyway, none of you cared about that. It's insane. But <laughs> that's... That's how it- America's doing. Yeah, in case you're wondering how America's doing, that's just a little look. Um, so that's my beef, is that's just, like, embarrassing and awful, and I'm, I feel bad for everyone I know that's still a student. Um, my juices are, I got my nose pierced last week, because I wanted to, and a bunch of you told me to do it, so I did, and it looks very good, and it's shiny. Um. Shiny. Yes. Also, Ace Con, we already talked about that, but that's one of my juices. Mm -hmm. Also, this TV show, it's a Netflix show called Glow Up, and it's like a makeup competition show, and it's British, and me and my mom have been binging it recently, and it's just very Mm -hmm. good, Um, except for this one guy who he luckily got kicked off the episode I watched last night. Spoilers, I guess. Um, But he was really bad at makeup, and he was very annoying, and also he had so many lip fillers that he he said that he couldn't get anymore because his lips would literally burst, and he looked scary. Like, I don't care if you get lip fillers- but you can't get that many that it's unhealthy. And yeah. it, it's just not good. Um, yeah. And then my last juice is the Meteor versus Meteor TikTok. <laughs> Kayla loves that fucking TikTok. Meteor. It's it's the shrimp was the manager all over again. Yeah, but this time you agree with me. Yes. And so does everyone else this time. Yeah. <laughs> Meteor. Excellent. My juice is the book Song of Achilles by Madeline Miller. It is gay. And question, <laughs> what is the point of a romance if it's not queer? Answer, there is none. Sometimes you just gotta read this book and then cry a lot. And then as a result of that, you don't know anyone else who's read it. 
or like you don't know anyone like well like none of your close friends have read it so what you got to do is you got to buy copies of song of achilles and have them shipped to two of your friends from an independent bookseller in hamtramck because you tried to buy them at literati which is the best best bookstore in the world obviously in ann arbor but it kept projecting your zip code so you supported a different local bookstore in hamtramck and it's actually no longer local to you because you live in la but that's fine and then you send them to your friends so that they can have you can have a gay book club and you make them read the books <laughs> uh-huh yes that's what i did okay <laughs> I thought you were going to be mad that I didn't send you one, and I had a really good response prepared. I mean, I was slightly mad, but I wasn't going to say anything. Because whenever I tell you that you should read something or watch something, you never do. We talked about this the reason why just the other day, Sarah. I forgot it. Remember, we were both talking about how we get very stressed about starting new things, even oh, though true. it makes no sense. We th- literally talked about this. Also, if you sent me a book, I would read it. Like, I well, that's so, what an asshole thing to do. You pay for a book and send it to me, and I don't read it. Like, honestly, if Sarah, if you, you do, if you do want me to watch or read something, just spend <laughs> money on it, and then you'll have guilted me into doing it. So, I should send you a copy of Stick It? Yeah, but I've seen Stick Send me like a box set of Shit's Creek, and then we can talk. Dude, Shit's Creek is for free on Netflix. Well, you, but I told you, you have to guilt me into it somehow. I've also been recently going back and watching more Shit's Creek because I've oh needed God. just like some. I just I've needed the bursts of like dopamine, serotonin, whatever the fuck it is. I need it, and I my needed Shit's Creek itchy. to give that to me. I'm so sorry to hear that. My beef is that the entire West Coast is shrouded in smoke. Um, but you know what's good, Sarah, is that President what? Trump recently said that it's just gonna get colder soon. So don't worry about it's it. It's just gonna get colder. He said soon. that. He said he did. It's gonna I know. Get colder. I know. It's going to get colder. Um, It's going to get colder soon. Uh, But yeah, so it was finally starting to cool down a little bit here in LA. And I was like, finally, I can walk outdoors, maybe even go on a hike. Um, And then I woke up one morning and it was yellow outside. Um, Granted, it is not nearly as bad here in LA as it is further north, like in the Bay Area and in Oregon and Washington. Um, But the air quality is shit. For the past, like, two weeks, it hasn't been better than, like, when you, you know you open the uh, the weather app and it's, like, unhealthy air quality for sensitive groups. Like, that's the best it's been. <laughs> like, oh, man. Just the sensitive groups are in trouble? Amazing. Um, not amazing. But, so I have, I still haven't been able to go outside because it's fucking smoky out and it's making my throat hurt a little bit more and I'm coughing a little bit. And, like, it's really not that bad for me, but, like, it, climate ch- Guys, we're in a climate crisis. It's bad. Okay. And, like, the fact that it's making my throat hurt a little bit is, like, the least of our problems. Um, so I'm annoyed, and I would like to please go outside again without fearing, fearing. Anyway... Yes. Um, okay. <laughs> um, you can, that was, that was a long beef and juice segment. Um, you can, uh, find our poll. There's a poll. You can find our poll or tell us about your beef, your juice, your university's shitty behaviors, mm, um, on our do. social media at Sounds Big Spot. Wait, I remembered another beef. Mm. 
It's just J.K. Rowling. And if you guys go back to old episodes, you will then knew that I've been saying she's shitty for literal years. So I'd like to say I told you all. Yeah. That's all. Anyway, at Sounds Fake Pod. um, We also have a Patreon, patreon.com slash Sounds Fake Pod. We have so many patrons these days. We do. And if you want to be one, you should because it'll help us. Hopefully get new microphones soon, because these are really starting to bother me. And to make transcripts. And you'll get a shout-out in our newsletter, which you should subscribe to. So really, so many perks Indeed. And you'll get to be a part of the three minutes it now takes for me to read all the patrons. <laughs> takes yeah. about three minutes. There's 82 of you. Where did you all come from, and why are we worthy of your money? I'm not saying take it away. Please don't. No, unless don't. you have to, and it's a financial thing. That's completely fine. But also, like, why? Yeah. Anyway, I'm going to read them now. Uh, we have a new $2 patron. It's Micah, I think is how it's pronounced. Um, that better be you. right. You have, a, you have a reputation for saying things I know. Right, I have a reputation to I really hold. hope you don't ruin it. <laughs> um, our $5 patrons are Jennifer Smart and Sutha Vinicota, Austin Lay, Perry Fierro, D, Quinn Pollock, Emily Collins, Book Collins. I said that wrong. Book Marvel, Changing a Max, Derek and Carissa, Simona Simon, Jamie Jack, Jessica Shea, Rhea Faustino, Daniel Walker, Olivia Madeline, Askew, Lily James, Corinne, Alice is in Space, Sky Simpson, Brooke Siegel, Ashley W., Savannah Cozart, ha- Harry Hassan, Dugan, Soup, Amanda Kiker, Vishak, Jacob Weber, Rory, Amber Leah, Star, Rachel, and my cousin Kate. Kate! Thanks, Kate. You know, Kate has been making a little bit of... Kate, listen, I know she's a $5 patron and she doesn't get to promote anything, but I will promote something for her. Because she's um, your cousin, so it's fine. Because she's my cousin. <laughs> And she uh, she sends me mail. Uh, she has an art Instagram. It's at it's K, so good. It's at K Costi one four one K C O S T E one four one. Um, and there's some cool stuff there. I'm just saying. So true. Thank you for becoming a patron, Kate. If Thanks, you want Kate. to support Kate so that she can give us more money, buy things from her Redbubble. <laughs> it's just a way of supporting us more. Yeah, if you think about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, our, our $10 patrons are Kevin and Tessa at Dirty Uncle Kevin at Tessa underscore M underscore K. Arknos, who'd like to promote the Trevor Project. Benjamin Abara, who'd like to promote Tabletop Games. Anonymous, who'd like to promote Spooky Halloween. Sarah McCoy, who'd like to promote Cod, Pod, Codcast. Cod, Cod Piece. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Podcast from a Planet Weird. Uh, Maya Genie, who would like to promote Christopher's Haven. Cassandra, who'd like to promote their modeling Instagram at Little Red. Doug Rice, who'd like to promote Native by Caitlin Curtis. Maggie Capelbo, who'd like to promote her dogs Leia, Minnie, and Match. Max. Oh my god, I tried to do this too fast and I said nothing right. H. Valdez. Purple Chickadee, who would like to promote their new blog, which is at ichliebefugel.wordpress.com, which is I love birds in German. <laughs> Except they couldn't include the umlaut, so it's just Fogel. Uh, so hit that up, and if you don't know how to spell it, just Google Translate. Uh, or look at our transcript. Barefoot, or look at our transcript. Barefoot backpacker who would like to promote the biggest book of yes. Ashlyn Bodecker who is at Schlinbo everywhere. Um, and we have a new ten dollar patron who's just called the Steve. The Steve. Me and Kayla have received so much joy. From the fact that we now have a patron just called the, the Steve. Steve. <laughs> just the Steve. Anyway, the Steve would like to promote 
Ecosia, I believe is how you say it, which is, I wrote, <laughs> I wrote a search engine for the trees. What they do is they, uh, they, they plant trees for- Like every you. time you search for something on the search engine, like it's like a Google, they help, they give money yeah. to trees. They say, here tree, I'll give you here a tree. loan, but you don't have to pay it back. It's fine. It's not, it's not a loan. It's a grant. Yeah, uh, yes. <laughs> okay. Our $15 it's a scholarship for the trees. <laughs> Nathaniel J. White. No, Nathaniel White. Nathaniel J. White Designs.com. My mom, Julie, who would like to promote free mom hug. Sarah Jones, who's at Eternal Lolly Everywhere. Dia Chappelle, who would like to promote the Under Realm series by Garrett Robinson. Andy A., who would like to promote being in unions in the IWW. Martin Giselle, who would like to promote mental health, specifically good. Uh, and Dragonfly. I had something for Dragonfly to promote about a minute and a half ago. And I forgot it. Okay. Maybe it was just Kate's Instagram. <laughs> Oh, man. Thanks for listening. Tune in next Sunday for more of us in your ears. Oh, and don't forget to buy Ace by Angela Chen. Oh, Have true. you bought it yet? You should. Mine's coming in the mail today. Excited. Today? When's mine coming in the mail? I think it's... I have something coming in the mail today. It, it <laughs> said it was... Quite sure it what said it was. it was coming. I just don't know when it's going to be here. Wow. Anyway, anyway, bye. You didn't say the thing? Because you, you ruined it again. You ruined the flow. <sighs> Tune in next Sunday for more of us in your ears. Until then, take good care of your cows.